Vaughn and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Are you ready? Oh my goodness. Did you just press the button? Yes, I did. Oh dear. So, hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. If I can reiterate, the whole reason why we're here is to prove, to show that we are not alone. You are not alone. Now, this is coming out maybe once things have hopefully settled, but my goodness, this week has been insanely, uh, it's just too much, too much energy. If I can speak the woo-woo way, how would you describe the week? It's been an emotional week, hasn't it? I mean, that's putting it lightly. It has felt like doom and gloom. I mean, if wow. You, well, a lot of things are doom and gloom out yes, there. Yes, absolutely. But usually, like, if you can just be able to be in your own bubble and separate yourself and calm yourself, whatever that, you know, whatever you use to calm yourself with, you can still feel a little okay. But wow, no matter what I tried personally, I got to tell you, it has been, it was a crazy time. I thought I was losing my mind until, um, and then I was trying to explain it. I'm sorry, I'm going to tell you what happened. But, and then I was trying to explain it to my friend Gigi, who does not listen to this podcast. So, here so. We <laughs> but I'm trying to explain to her what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I said, and, you know, it's been a few months since she's seen me and we were going to do a Zoom thing. I'm like, look, before you see me on Zoom, I'm going to, I'm going to warn you. <laughs> I've had a challenging few days. I have not stopped crying. I don't feel good. I, I don't look like myself. And so when the Zoom camera came on, I could tell. You know when someone looks at you and you're like, uh-oh. The way they look at you, they're like shocked. Like, ooh, you don't look so good. Right. And I was thinking to myself, I warned you. Why do you have to look at me like that? I warned you. So anyway. <laughs> and so I, I was trying to explain what was going on. Right. But she was not having any of it. So she's like... It sounds to me that you have ADHD. I'm like, Oof. okay, okay. <laughs> she was just trying to explain my emotions away. Right. I hate it when people do that. I love her, but I hate it when people do that and say, "You should be on drugs. You should be taking medication." No. Um. So anyway, as soon as the call ended with her, thank goodness, I came across. Um, there's this, there's this group that I listen to. It's actually, it's not a group, but inspire nation. Anyone? I mean, Michael Sandler, I think I'm saying his last name correctly. His show, his YouTube show is called inspire nation. He is amazing and lovely, very positive, a healer. He brings on really famous healers out there to explain what's going on. He does his own thing on Mondays, and then on Thursdays, he has guests come on. And as soon as the Zoom call for me ended, oh my goodness, I realized it was live, and I'd never in my life been able to catch a live video feed of his. 
So I did a live video feed. I don't know what you call it. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. And as soon as I pressed the button and was able to click in, they were talking about how everybody's been upset this week, how everybody's been crying. It's been beyond emotional, that it's been so difficult. Like, people are losing their minds, I mm-hmm. think. I'm like, wow, I'm not alone. Okay, so I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this. Because, I mean... You know, when things happen, you deal with it. My phone broke. And for me, the phone is a big issue. If I don't have a phone, I start panicking because, you know, the one time that we really needed 911 and I called with a phone. And ever since then, I'm like, I need to have the phone for emergency. I need to have a phone at all times on me. You know, it's now become like a psychological thing. And when the phone's not there, I I start panicking anyway i'm trying to fix the phone bought a new phone very expensive for me for us um the phone comes it's defunct i'm on the customer phone line for seven hours and they would not help me they would not take it back they would not it it, is just unbelievable i had to go get another phone and it's a and i got it because i was still crying i was still upset totally couldn't focus i couldn't concentrate i right. i was not myself i was not able i felt ungrounded i don't know how you can describe it in your language matt because i know i'm sounding very hippie and woo woo well ungrounded is something everybody understands you know you didn't feel, you felt like you were like i'll describe it as maybe i feel lightheaded or you know not in not completely in my body mm. you know like like a stiff breeze could knock me over Feeling out of control. Like, not only are you out of control, life is out of control. There's nothing you can do. You can't even move cup from point A to point B without it spilling. Like, it's just out of control, right? Which is so interesting because last week we were talking about trauma. And when we were in certain traumatic situations, um, I felt exactly that way. And that's another thing. I'm like, oh my goodness, did speaking with Dr. C... Open up the can. Open, open up, up a can of worms. Portal. Right. Open up something. Pandora's I mean, box. I thought I was fine. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe something was touched, and now I'm become. I've become completely unfraid. Is that a word? Unfraid. I've become, you know, completely frayed. Frayed. Like nothing is holding it together. Like, like, yeah. Exactly. No stitches. There's right. like it's just torn. And then so anyway, I found out. No, it's actually. And, you know, I usually take this with a grain of salt, like the whole astrology thing. But there was a full moon. There was a, some eclipse with the full moon. I don't know. Whatever. Mercury's in retrograde. On top of that, yes. But, like, whatever it is, there was a lot happening, and it was very rare, the astrology, astrology thing. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I normally don't. And I normally didn't even believe in the full moon thing, that people act up during the full moon. But when I was in college, I had to take a friend to the emergency room and it was a full moon and I took him to the emergency room and it was what I saw in that emergency room still haunts me to this day. And I remember I, I finally like I was like I some there was a nurse who was there mm-hmm. next to me for a split second. I'm like, what is happening? She's like, it's the full moon. It's always like this on a full moon. I'm like, what? Are you serious? You believe in that? She's like, 
I believe or not, believe whatever it is, always on a full moon. It's it's way crazier. So ever since then, I'm like, okay, there's something to it, you know. But anyway, um, what was I saying? What was I saying? So all this is happening, and and so here's the key. Here's another key for friendship, though, is even if you don't have a friend, even if you see a stranger, and you ask them, how how is how has your week been? How are you feeling? But make it so that they understand that you're not saying, hi, how are you? Where they respond, fine, thank you, bye. Do you know what I'm saying? Make it in a way that you're serious. Like right. what, you want to know what their response is. Right. Like, so I've been asking friends, not that many, but I'm like, hey, what's going on? Or I had to talk to my friend, Sarah. I'm like, Sarah, I had such a great weekend with you last weekend. But then come Monday, this whole week, it's been so hard. That's why I haven't contacted you. It's been terrible. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. And she replied, and she's a major therapist, by the way, like amazing healer therapist. And she's like, me too. All my clients, my friends' clients, everybody's really going through it. You know, so we started talking about it and we started exchanging notes. And that's the fun part. When you start exchanging notes, except with my friend Gigi, mm-hmm. you understand that you're part of a collective, that we're all going through things together. You're not alone. You're not crazy. When things like that happen all of a sudden, and it's not going for like months, the, the same right. thing, you know that it's part of a collective issue. There is something happening that you're picking up on and my friend sarah actually described it in this way she picked me up yesterday she's like let's just go out i'm like okay but are you sure because my energy's way off like are you sure you want to be around me she's like oh honey don't worry about that i don't let others like other bubbles affect me i'm like okay so we started talking and she described it in this manner which was interesting she said whatever it is like let's take it all into account like For example, the astrology thing, whatever it is, it seems to me that when people who are extremely sensitive to it and get hit hard with it are the ones that are producing their, their, oh, I wish she was here to explain the exact words. It was so brilliant when she said it. But basically, if you're offering the world something new, if you're here to produce something new, to offer something to the world and you have a lot of it, chances are it's going to hit you harder. Because when things like this happen, it's like you have to get into a state of mind where you're not fighting it. Like I, when things like this happen, I get into meditation mode and I clear it. Mm-hmm. I pray for people. I clear it. I clear, clear, clear. And she said, you know, even clearing it is kind of fighting it so you just gotta understand what it is and just release it release into it which is a martial arts thing right right because chances are it's the old that needs to come out it needs to leave you it needs something is need is needing to be done and you have to allow for it and you have to have grace about it you have to release so anyway, that was the advice I got yesterday. So what is happening with you? Because apparently 
Matt over here is a social butterfly now while I'm still asleep. Hey, I rode my bike for, and I went for coffee and I met the coffee crew. You you guys have coffee without me every week now. Uh, uh, uh I didn't go last week. Okay. All right, okay. So, so what's your take on all this? So, yeah, so I asked the different people at the table if it had been an emotional week, and that's all I offered. I didn't offer any specifics about our week or anything. I mean, just a, n- not to interrupt you again, but just a reminder, if you guys have not been listening to us from the very beginning, I am illogical. Matt is very logical. We're both intuitive people, but Matt is very logical. Well, there's empirical evidence, if you ask. <laughs> Okay. So I asked and, you know, we, as human beings, we do have a habit of like focusing on like super awesome or super awful things, right? It's just kind of, it's part of our genetic makeup. But yeah, everybody said that it had been a very emotional week for them too. And one of them is a teacher and their classroom was more emotional than usual. And I'm sure as a teacher, the classroom's always emotional, but it stood out. And in point of fact, I really don't wanna dwell on this particular aspect of things, but we've had more incidents of violence in the, in the United States this week than usual. Didn't we have 200 mass shootings in one week? No, 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 no. It's 200 mass shootings as of now. No. There were 23 last week. So, one-tenth? How is this not being at war? When I say this country is always at war, it's not just that you're going to other countries and you're fighting them. How is this not being at war? Every time I go to the grocery store, I think of, okay, if there's a shooting, where would I go? Right. You know, how is is that not being in an at-war situation? Right. When you have to... But I don't really want to talk too much about that. I, I really don't want to dwell on that negative aspect of things, but I mean, everybody's feeling the impact of that, obviously. And yeah, there's been an interesting amount of emotion. And for me personally, especially coming out of the trauma talk and everything else, yes, I perhaps did feel a little more afraid, but when I do, I always come back to my center. I always come back to the places that I'm strong and handsome and magnificent and feel good about things, even if it feels like just a tiny little slice of my life sometimes. And sometimes it does. And that's because once upon a time, it felt like every aspect but one in my life was hosed. And so I focused on that one aspect that wasn't hosed, and I gradually expanded it out, and I made it so my whole life wasn't. So that was very cool. But I think I'm very atypical with regard to that. You know, the first time we met, that's one advice that you shared with me. Yes. So Matt and I met in a martial arts school. And during that time, I was going through switching jobs. And the job that I had was terrible. And martial arts was, for me, I was cross-training. I was cross-training in the morning. And then at night, after work, I would go to this martial arts studio where I met Matt. And so it was always after work. And I would go in tears, like I was still crying. And I think, did I ask you for advice? I don't know what happened, but I'm like, ugh, this is terrible. Like, everything feels bad. And you said, when life gets that way, you always look for the one. Like, you have five things. There's always one that's okay. So focus on that one. Is that what you said to me? That's what I said. Yes. I, I think I probably a... said more than five because everybody, 
everybody is completely multidimensional and there can be 87 things. It doesn't much matter. But it's a question of, I always describe like the word like always as a big word, five letters. It's a big word though, because if you say, well, you always do this, you're saying every single time you do this. And that makes it a big word to me because it, it's kind of all encompassing. Matt hates that word always. We can't use that around the house. Well, <laughs> but when you say my entire world is, is, you know, upside down or terrible, it's, it's like using a word like always. It's using one of those big words. People have a nasty habit of doing that. And so it, it forces, what it forced me to do was take a look at not everything, not always, not, there's one tiny slice that's cool. And so by literally focusing on that, what you focus on grows. So focusing on that aspect of things gradually expanded everything else so that everything didn't, all of a sudden, everything mm-hmm. didn't suck. But I remember another day when you offered me another piece that, of golden, a golden nugget, you said, and then when everything sucks then life is just an absurdity and yes. you have to laugh. <laughs> life is an absurdity. And, and that's the other thing we need to bear in mind. You're absolutely right. I would say but that all the time you too. You would say that's when you cross over in the realm of absurdity and all you can do is just laugh at it. And that's it. Because sometimes all of them are weird. Or not weird. Weird is a good word. Sometimes everything can suck. Can I say that, Matt? You can. And, and yeah, and literally that initial kind of kernel of thought from that comes from the Tao Te Ching, which is a fascinating old book, philosophic, and they talk about how when the wise man hears of the Tao, he follows it. Whoa. When the fool hears about the Tao, he laughs at it. Mm. But the laughter is still part of the Tao. And so it's almost like you have to understand when your life is in absurdity, you're kind of a fool. And you just kind of need to like, laugh it off right so hopefully you can at some point become wise right wow that's perfect man i want to end the show right here (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) and that's the other thing is you know i've been reading now um what there's no good word to describe commentaries by a zen master so i've been focusing on this lately and i think that that might have been what's allowed me to escape most of but not all of the craze, the, yeah, emotionalism of the week. Because I've been, my brain's kind of been thinking through really bizarre issues and thoughts. I mean, well, okay, good for you. Yes, good for me. No, I'm glad, I'm Reading glad. philosophy can be a very kind of self-affirming process. Um, yeah, well, I'm just saying, no, really good for you. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do any of that this right. week. Nothing, I know. Nothing I know. was helping. Nothing was helping. Right. Until I talked to Sarah. And I get that too. But also talking to Sarah, I was kind of coming out of it, but I was still feeling it. Mm-hmm. But that definitely helped, you know? Right. But, oh my goodness. So, when you're going through it, just... Keep going. I mean, just know you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not the only one experiencing it. Trust me. (sighs) With that said, we're going to keep a short one today because of the past week. I am so behind a bunch of stuff I need to do. (laughs) So (laughs) 
Thank you again for listening. Please tell other people about this podcast and download, leave some happy comments on the comment section. Leave a review is what I'm trying to say. That would be amazing. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you in a few days. We love you so much. You're not alone. We're all in it together. We're all in it together. Okay. It's going to get better. Things never stay the same. That's another thing Sarah said yesterday. Reminded me that no matter what you're going through, the hardship, it's not going to last. Right. Okay. Talk to you in a few days. Be well.